0: Good morning again, Um, if you uh, wouldn't mind, if you have your Bible handy today, you're probably going to want to open it up. I'm not too good with uh, PowerPoint just yet, first time I tried making slides, didn't think to preview them on the screen, so the words might be a little small. Uh, Trust me, they're all there if you can't see them, but uh, I apologize. We're going to open to Luke 12, uh, verse 22. Where, like I said, it might be a little small, but they're there. Uh, And he said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap, They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, uh, I, at times, can be, for lack of a better word, I can be a bit of a cheapskate at certain things. I don't like to spend money on things that I don't think I need to spend money on. If I can do it myself, if I can do it a cheaper way than having to pay somebody to do it, then that's what I'm going to do. What that means is that I, I wind up trying to learn a lot of things. Uh, I spend a lot of my time trying to understand everything that I can about everything that I encounter just on the off chance that it might be useful to me, maybe, or might save a little bit of money or time on a repair. In short, I like to do things myself. It's useful, but it's kind of a failing of my own. And it's, uh, it's no wonder, really, that I try to do it all myself. Because it's one of the most defining characteristics of America in general. Rugged individualism. It's a a huge idea, and it's part of our cultural identity. This idea that we can be be tough and do it by ourselves. It's found in sayings like, uh, well, you know, like God helps those who help themselves, which is an interesting saying to me because I don't know where it comes from. It's not in the Bible. At least I haven't found it in multiple readings. Um, and that's usually where I go to find stuff about, you know, what God thinks and what God, what's important to God. But it's definitely out there in the public consciousness. It's a thing that exists. Rugged individualism is this thing. Well, it's what we are and it's, it's what America is a lot of times. It's what we think of ourselves. It's the 4th of July today which is an important day because we're celebrating our independence. We're celebrating how we broke free from the mother country of England. You know, some 200 odd years ago, we were, we've become a separate nation from the one that bore us. And it was this rugged individualism idea, this, this idea that we, we can be tough and do it ourselves. It's so deeply American that it's hard for us to sometimes push away from it and see the bigger, bigger picture. We like to do it all ourselves. It's all over everything we say. I can do it myself. I don't need any help. I can do it on my own. No thanks, I'll carry those 27 bags of groceries into the house in one trip. I don't need any help. <laughs> it, and it's, it's deeply rooted in all of our success stories. It's part of the American dream. You know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You become a self-made millionaire. There's a problem though with these stories. It's all a great big steaming pile of hooey. Hooey! It's, it's not the truth. It's our single most defining characteristic as a nation. It's what makes us fall in love with advertising campaigns like the Marlboro Man, this crazy cowboy who rides out into the sunset, who's tough and all alone. It doesn't matter that he's peddling cancer to kids. That's not important. What's important is that he's tough. And, and we see that. Or the the lone pioneer on the prairie all by himself building his sod house. These are things that he turned that 40 acres into a home and did it all by himself and that's just not how it happens. There are no self-made millionaires. Period. At some point in everybody's life we always need help. We all need help somewhere. The idea The idea that we can be independent, completely independent, is nothing but a bill of goods that we've been sold. And what we've gained from that is a great deal of anxiety and hopelessness. And in some cases, this leads to the ultimate expression of hopelessness, which is suicide. And it's all to this bizarre idea that we can all, if we can't do it all by ourselves, if we're not tough enough to take on the burdens of life all on our own, then we must not be worth much. And to the best of my knowledge, Nobody, not one single human, fully human person, has ever gone and gone out and made it, made it, all on their own. It's just not how we are. It's just not how God made us. I mean, if you look at the very beginning of the Bible, God's making everything, and He makes Adam in His image. And when He's done, Adam's kind of lonely. So God says, "All right, let me whip you up." Well, He doesn't whip her up. He makes her. he, He does what He does. And it's because we are dependent. We were made that way. It's by God's design that we are dependent upon God. We start life this way. Have you ever seen a baby? I mean, seriously, have you ever seen babies trying to do anything? They're terrible. They can't do a single thing. They can't walk. They try to talk, but it's just noises. They're, they're bad at math. Oh, they, have you seen one try to drive? <laughs> they don't even know how to use a turn signal. It's ridiculous. And it, it's a silly example, but it's also not untrue. Because every single one of us in this room, at one point in time, was a baby. Some of us, maybe still. <laughs> at least at some points in time. We've all been completely helpless in this world, completely dependent on other people, completely dependent in general. Because it's in our nature. And it's a great reminder for us to be humble. Part of our admitting our dependence upon God is to admit our humility. And we're given reason to do so. I don't know if you can read that or not. But in First Peter, we're reminded to humble ourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And then Luke, we're reminded about humility. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other's. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And we're again reminded in James 4, Humble yourselves before God that he will exalt you. You guys picking up what I'm putting down? You sensing what's going on here? And it might rankle us a great deal. It rubs us the wrong way to have to admit it, but it's a stone-cold fact of humanity that we are helpless beings. Because even if we grow up and try to do it all, our own, all on our own and we find success, the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal of everything that we're going to attempt to do will elude us if we're trying to do it all on our own. Because we can't get to heaven on our own. It's only by His grace and not our works that we can enter into heaven. That's the prize. I've always liked the. The saying, you can't take it with you, because it's a great reminder of what's actually important. The things of this world are nothing compared to the grace that has been given to us by our Redeemer, our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, it's Independence Day, but we're not talking about independence like that. Today and every day is a Dependence Day. Today is like every other day of our lives, until we are reunited with our God over on the other shore, is a day to declare our dependence upon Him, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and our God is a mighty God. Now we started with that tiny little excerpt from Luke about living dependent upon God, and how to do and how to do that, we're told to consider the birds. We're told how God will provide even for the ravens in the sky and how much more for us. We're told not to cast. We're told, don't worry. Cast your worries upon him. And it's not just in Luke, but in other gospels, the birds are mentioned again and again as an example of look at them. Look at how free they are. Being completely dependent on God. Is there anything more universally understood to be free than birds? Birds are held up as the perfect example of what freedom looks like. It's in that expression, "free as a bird." Or you, the, there's a song, you know, by Leonard Skinner. I'm not going to sing it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It, it's and there's the symbol of our nation, this great independent nation that we're celebrating today. The very symbol of our freedom, the image that's synonymous with the nobility of that freedom, is the bald eagle, and we're fortunate enough to live in this area where from time to time, you might even get to see one. And I've seen uh, some of these creatures, and I have to tell you, they are a wonder to behold. And every time I see one, I can't help it. I get a little bit of American pride. It wells up in me. But I'm also humbled when I see these birds by the majesty of my God and what he has wrought upon this earth. The birds, the, the eagles are really, really cool. And as, as many times as I've seen them, there's another bird that I see a little more often. It's a hummingbird. Much, much smaller. I don't know if you guys have seen a size comparison. Eagle, hummingbird. They're they're very different, but the hummingbirds come around the house. The eagles, not so much. <laughs> we have hummingbird feeders, and they, they come from a great distance away sometimes. I, I think up to a mile they'll fly to find the food because they know where it is. And I don't know where they go. I don't know what they do. They're birds. They do their bird stuff. But I know that they're fun to watch. Fun. When they come around, they'll wait if there's too many birds in line, they queue up. Or if they're, like, they're, if they're moving a little closer, they squeak when they move. And none of that's important, but it's really cool. Uh, it, it, and it's fun to watch these birds and watch them express their freedom and how comfortably, how, how comfortably they live in full dependence on the food that's provided for them and it doesn't matter to them whether or not the food comes from god or if it's us doing it the important thing is that they know that to be free to be able to do everything that they want to do they have to depend on where they know the food source is and we're not any different i mean we're no better than the birds as far as that goes we're a little more complicated And we don't like the same food. The sugar water is good and all, but it's not going to feed me. It's not going to keep me going. Instead, I depend on a gift of finer wheat. I depend on the body and the blood that was sacrificed by my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. So what does it look like for us to depend upon God? Most of the time, our dependence can be expressed by getting down on our knees and praying. And I urge you, let me be clear, prayer happens in all sorts of ways. I pray sometimes while I'm driving. And it's, it's an, a valid time to pray, not a good time to be on my knees. Stuck in traffic, trying to manage a semi, not the best time for knee, knee worship. I'll bow my head sometimes when I'm praying. I, I usually you know, keep one eye open, make sure I'm looking where I'm going. But that's a, it, it's prayer. And that's part of what dependence looks like. And I urge you strongly, if you are able to get down on your knees once a day to do this, to do exactly that, to physically get down on your knees to pray to God at least once a day because it's humbling. And it's important for us to remember to be humbled before Christ because He is our King. I mentioned before, He's a mighty God. And with prayer, we can express our dependence upon God. I love this phrase, let go and let God. It's so short. It's such a simple little phrase, let go and let God. And it expresses an idea that's inexpressibly difficult to do. We're told over and over in Scripture, and it's, it's, it's there always, constantly, to cast our cares upon Him, to trust in the Lord. This is dependence. Dependence. And this is the dependence that will give us the freedom to be the Christians that we're called to be. We can't do what we're supposed to do if we're always trying to handle all of the problems all of the time. If you got your bag, your hands full of those 27 bags of groceries, you can't hold anything else. You can't do another thing. You usually have to depend upon someone else to open the door for you because you forgot to do that. If I'm so busy trying to make the world around me, the best place that it can be, then I'm not going to have the time or the tools necessary to make myself the best Christian I can be for my God. I won't have enough time. Dependence upon the Lord, it's, it's all over the book. It's all over the Bible. And if you take the time to read through it, you'll find it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. All of the reasons why we should declare ourselves dependent upon God. He is a mighty God. He is a merciful God. He is a gracious God, and He is a conquering King. He deserves our supplication. He deserves us to declare this dependence. And by doing so, He grants us the freedom to be the true followers of Jesus Christ. We become a part of the body of Christ, a fruit of His vine. In John, Christ tells us, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. When all of our worries are cast upon the Lord, we're left with the tremendous gift and the ability to love. It's the single most important thing. And you don't have to take my word for it. Jesus said so himself. When asked what is the most important thing, he was quite, quite clear. He didn't say having a good job. He didn't say getting to church every Sunday. He didn't say make sure you're dressed really nice when you get there. He didn't say have a really good car and he didn't say make sure that everybody you know acts the same as you do and the same as you think you should do. In Matthew 22, he was asked, "Teacher, which is the great commandment of the law?" And he said to him, "You shall And he said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. He said to love the Lord with all of your heart and all of your soul and all your mind. 100% of all your being. He said all. 100% of your effort in love is to go to God. He doesn't want 95%. He wants 100%. And he is a mighty king and he deserves it. And you only get there, you can only get to loving God, to committing yourself 100% to him if you've given everything else to him, all the stuff that gets in the way. He's a big God. He can take it. He can handle it. And following that, he tells us that it's also important, almost as important, to love As loving God is to love your neighbor as yourself. We're dependent on God. We are dependent upon Christ. Without His love, without His sacrifice, the gates of heaven are closed. And the presence of God is closed to us. Without His grace, we experience the second death that we're warned about in Revelation. The absence of God for all of eternity. So have that childlike faith. Declare yourself dependent upon God because everything less than that is less than what we're asked to do. Have trust in the Lord and He will give you the gift of finest wheat. He is the bread of life. You don't need to be hungry and thirsty all on your own. It doesn't get any more simple than that. Our freedom, our independence is absolutely dependent upon God. So if you haven't declared yourself dependent, if you haven't given yourself to God, I urge you to do so. There's no better time. Put your faith in... Put, the, put your faith in the Lord. Oh, boy. And cast your prayers, cast your fears, cast your cares, and cast your worries and everything in your life onto Him. And love. Use that extra energy that you get from getting rid of all those worries and put it into loving everyone around you, loving your neighbor and yourself, as yourself, and loving your God as He's asked us to do. Pray with me, please, Father God, we are so grateful and so humbled for everything that you have given us, Lord. We ask that you will make us capable and willing to cast our cares upon you, Lord, to give to you everything that stands in our way, to make clear the path that leads us into your salvation, Lord. You've given us the gift of grace, you've given us the gift of your Son who suffered and died so that we wouldn't have to. He took on the burden of our sin, Lord so that we could join you in eternity. Thank you, Lord, and thank you for our dependence upon you. Thank you for giving us the freedom to be the very best that we can by leaning upon you and not upon our own understanding. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.